Well, hello, hello, everybody. I am your host, Cassidy Lynn, and you are listening to Oh Shoot. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I hope that everyone is having just a fantastic day because I know that I am. Um, today, I went and got my car washed, and right after I got the car wash, it started to rain. So if that has any representation of how my day is going, I'm just going to leave it at that. Today's podcast episode is super unique. I'm super excited to talk with Autumn Colette, who is going to be chatting with us a little bit about stranger sessions. And if you don't know what that is, that's okay. Keep listening because we're going to explain what it is. And we're just going to talk about the process of planning a stranger session, which is super unique because honestly, I've never even done one before. So I'm very excited to hear what Autumn has to say. I hope everyone enjoys this episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm chatting with Autumn Colette, and I'm super excited to have her on the podcast today. So Autumn, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about you and your business? Of course. So I am Autumn of Autumn Colette Photography. I'm located in North Carolina. Um, I started my business officially a little over a year ago, um, but I've had a passion for photography ever since, uh, you know, we had to bring digital cameras to school to take Mm -hmm. photos. Um, I think I might've just aged myself, you know, a little bit there, (laughs) but there was a, there was a point in time where phones did not have cameras. Yeah. So you know, that's really where my passion for photography began. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now I I do it as a part-time business and I absolutely love it. So, and so you are a part-time teacher and a part-time photographer. So how did those two things kind of happen? That's just like an interesting combo. Yeah. So, um, I actually, I'm a special ed teacher Okay. and you know, so I just kind of, I do photography part-time, you know, after school on the weekends, but it keeps me busy and I love to stay busy. So I am totally okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of helps because, you know, I work at a high school. So sometimes I have seniors that I don't have in class that approach me that want to get senior photos done. So, you know, yeah, that's really, really awesome. So then how did you get started in photography specifically? So back in 2020, when we were in quarantine, Mm -hmm. I was bored out of my mind and I was (laughs) like, you know what? I have been wanting to start a photography business for so long. Now is the time to do it because I had all this free time on my hands. So I was like, you know what? I downloaded some um, class that had popped up on my Facebook ads, some education course. And I, you know, I, I got it. I watched it. I did everything I needed to do. And I'll be totally honest. When I first started, I was clueless. You know what I mean? Um, I was shooting an auto. I know that's so embarrassing to say, um, <laughs> but I was shooting an auto and I was throwing presets on my photos, not you know editing on my phone. Okay. Um, I had a lot of passion mm-hmm. and you know, my clients saw that. And so um, I'm glad to say that I have learned a lot in a year. You yeah. know, I, I, I shoot on manual now. It's a game changer. Definitely. Um, if don't shoot on manual yet. Teach, teach yourself or invest in some education that can teach you because it is an absolute game changer for your photos. Mm-hmm. I am going to amen to that. I haven't really mm-hmm. talked much about shooting in manual on this podcast, but it's super important. And some people get confused with 
manual camera settings and manual focus. Um, I just want to say that there's a difference between the two. Manual focus is insane. And I literally would never do that. Manual settings are like the settings that your camera's on. So we shoot auto focus, but with manual camera settings, just an important clarification. Um, Yes. So for today's episode, I am going to chat with Autumn about stranger sessions. And this is kind of like a new topic, honestly, for me too, because I don't really know much about it. And Autumn is going to just literally tell us everything we need to know about it. So Autumn, tell everyone like what is a stranger session? Like just kind of explain like what that, what it looks like. Okay. So basically um, you find two single humans. Mm -hmm. um, And what I do is I set them up on a basically blind date photo shoot. Okay. And they do not know who the other person is. Um, They know, I do tell them a little bit about the person, like their age, um, you know, where they're located, kind of stuff like that. Um, But I set them up on a photo shoot. And then when they, after they take the blindfolds off, I pose them as if they are a couple. Okay. That is, it is like a blind date then, but just like an extra element of photos added into it. Right. Cool. So then what got you interested in doing these types of sessions? Like what sparked your interest in this? So actually, so I cannot take, I am not the person that created these and I will never, you know, say that. Yeah. Uh, However, one of my friends texted me one day And she was like, Autumn, I want to do a stranger session. And I knew what it was because I had seen it on my Facebook page from another photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, okay, that looks so fun. Like, let's do it. So then I was like, okay, what is your type? And she was like, I don't know. I don't really have a type. I just like them to be tall. So then I'm thinking, okay, now I need to look through my Facebook database of single males yeah. and try to find a single tall male to match her with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that. And we'll get into that, you know, a little bit later into, into more detail. But yeah, that's how it started is, you know, my friend texted me and okay. I took off from there. So it's kind of like you are playing matchmaker then because you are intentionally choosing two people, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. What if you like run out of single people to find? Like, how do you find, how do you find the single people? Like, I feel like I have so many questions. Like, do you go on Tinder? Like what, what are you doing to find these people? So at first, like I said, I used my friends. Mm -hmm. So it was so crazy because the first one that I did, um, I knew the female from a different area of my life and I knew the male from a different area of my life and they never coincided. Mm-hmm. So I was able to match two people that I knew up for my first one. Yeah. Um, and then after the first one went viral, which it absolutely erupted, it was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first one went viral, then I was having so many people contact me telling me they wanted to do a stranger session. So I was like, okay, I've got to figure out a way to streamline this and make it easier for myself. So I created a Google form, okay. put that on my page. All the applicants um, were able to fill out this Google form with, um, you know, their age, where they're located, um, uh, upload a picture of themselves, what they like, what they dislike, you know, basic questions that you would want to know if you were going to try to set someone up, you know, with another person. Yeah. Um, So I've done that. 
to, you know, try to find my people. I will say it is very hard to find males that are willing to do it. Really? Yes. Girls are like, I mean, I, I can honestly say if I had 500 applicants, 450 would be females. Oh, and wow. Yes. Like it is okay. so hard to huh. do it. Yeah. Um, so at one point I did create a Tinder profile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I made the caption, like I made my picture cause I'm married. It's been a long time, you know, since I've been on dating sites, mm-hmm. I made my picture say, interested in a stranger session, swipe right or whatever you're supposed to, you know? And so I did have a couple guys that were interested in doing it that way as well. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. I feel like that whole process of finding people would be super challenging. And now that you mentioned that like guys are really hard to find that just adds like a whole different element of it just being, it's a lot of planning. So I guess take a minute and like walk us through, um, what the planning process looks like for these sessions. Um, like all the details, like what, what goes into this type of session? So I can honestly say there is a lot that goes into it. And that is why I've only been able to, you know, I've only been able to capture four of them in a Mm -hmm. year. Oh, wow. Because yes, because that's how much effort it takes. And I won't lie. I put my heart and soul into this. Like I am like matchmaker extreme. And (laughs) I don't, if I'm going to do it, I want to make sure that they can potentially be a couple. Right. So I do my due diligence. I research them on all social medias. You know, Mm -hmm. I make sure that they do not already follow each other on social media. I make sure. Yes. I make sure that, you know, I try to make sure they don't have any mutual friends. Sometimes that's hard. Um, but, you know, I, I try to make sure there's no sort of connection. Um, so once I, I find my two strangers, then I have to try to find a time within basically a, a week span or maybe two weeks to try and have the session okay. because life is love and life is crazy. And I have had two people set up and then literally a couple of days later, a girl says, you know what, actually I'm talking to this guy now and I can't do this. Oh, so, you know, it's important. And I had had the the stranger session was like a month out. Okay. So a lesson with that, you know what I mean? Um, you pretty much have to get it scheduled as soon as possible and get them there and, and get it done. Um, because you know, nobody wants to just remain single if they can potentially find someone. It's true. So yeah. So, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's a long process, but once you find the people it's quick. Okay. I, so, I understand. So then yeah. how, how do you like build up the suspense between all of it? Like, I feel like there is a lot of suspense. So do you do like certain marketing tactics? Like what, what do you do to kind of build that up even between the couple? Yes. So I can honestly say there's not much that I need to do to build up the suspense between the couple because they are already so nervous and so scared, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And that is, if you think about it, that is really scary. Um, 
I know me personally, I show all of my emotion on my face. Mm -hmm. So you're going to know how I'm feeling based off my facial expression. And so I could not imagine, you know, taking this blindfold off and someone, you know, capturing my reaction. So there's, there's a lot of anticipation and suspense and nervousness that they already have. Um, now, as far as marketing and promoting these sessions, I have a large following on my Facebook page because of the fact that my first one went viral. Okay. So I'm always um, posting like, okay, guys, I've got a new stranger session coming this weekend, you know, stay tuned. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, can't wait, you know, um, because that's why they follow me. You know, I have followers, literally it's crazy from all over the mm-hmm. United States and other countries, and they follow me to see those stranger sessions. Okay. Yeah. So you have when to I've, build up that suspense within your social media for those people who are literally there just for the stranger sessions. Yes. Because, you know, someone in New York or Michigan, for example, mm-hmm. they aren't going to follow me to book a session. They right. don't care what photos I'm posting, you know, mm-hmm. because they they know that they're probably never going to make it down to North Carolina to have a session with me. Right. So they are on my page for those stranger sessions. So I have to keep my followers um, up to speed on, on my plans. Right. You know? and, and I will say that stranger sessions in general are such a unique concept, but the fact that you are doing them um, more than once too, does add quite a sense of uniqueness to your page, which is why a lot of people would stay interested in what you have to offer. So I think that's a really good um, way to connect to your audience is just by offering something that's very unique and honestly like not a lot of people do that so I think that's really awesome right yeah yeah it's it's definitely I wouldn't say it's technically my my niche but Mm -hmm. is it niche Um, (laughs) I I say niche so kind of like an (laughs) sh but my mom I think she says niche so niche it doesn't matter Okay. okay So, you know, I wouldn't say stranger sessions are technically my, my niche. Um, because like I said, I've only been able to do four, mm-hmm. but you know, I I've kept them spread out over the past year, you know, every couple of months I'm able to pull one together. Okay. So, and, and honestly, if it wasn't so hard to find people to do it, I would do them more often yeah. because so much fun for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look forward to them. Like I get butterflies be- like the night before I get butterflies before they do blindfolds <laughs> you know, off. Like yeah. you would think I was the one, you know, involved because <laughs> I, I'm so like passionate about it, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's the same way when I'm shooting like a proposal. Um, like I know it's coming and that anticipation, like I start to get shaky and sweaty because I'm, I'm just so nervous because I know it's coming. Um, and as photographers were in charge of capturing that moment, which is just as much pressure as the person that's proposing or the person that's in the session, the stranger session. So it makes sense that you'd be nervous because it's like, you know, a couple weeks worth of work or even like months worth of work all coming together in one place. Like that's a big deal. Yes, absolutely. So um, you kind of explained what the planning process looks like, but walk me through what the process looks like of like the day of the session. Um, So like when they arrive, like how do you execute? Um, Yeah. Talk me through that a little bit. Okay. So I always have to have someone with me to help me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a friend help me before. Um, The first one that I did, her cousin came to help. Um, 
Avengers cousin came to help um, because it it truly is, you know, a lot of work. So what I typically do is, um, you know, I plan out the location in advance um, because you don't, nothing would be worse than planning this out and then the location not, you know, not being able to use that location. Yeah. So I, another thing is I like for them to be different. So my first one was in a greenhouse. My second one was at a barn. My third one was on a rooftop. And then the fourth one that I just did, we went back to that same greenhouse mm-hmm. because I shot it the same exact day that my original one went viral. Oh. So, you know, typically yeah. I, I try to repeat the same thing, but it was, it was special, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but so I typically get there about an hour before it's supposed to happen mm-hmm. and make sure, you know, check my camera settings, make sure the lighting's good, all that. Um, and I've been bringing my friend with me the past three, one of my friends come to help me. Yeah. Um, and I typically have the female show up first and I will have the guy either wait somewhere, you know, within like 15 minutes, like a gas station or something. And I just let him know, like, Hey, I will text you when I'm ready for you to show up. Mm-hmm. So then what we do is we, we get the girl situated. We, um, we get her blindfolded. We kind of move her to where she will not be able to see whenever he pulls in. Um, then once he pulls in, we definitely hide the female to where he can't see her. Mm-hmm. And then I put the blindfold on him and then I move him to where he needs to be. Okay. And my friend mo- brings the female out, moves her to where she needs to be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we go from there. Okay. So do you have them like facing each other back to back? Um, and like, what, what do you say to like, get them to take off the blindfold. I don't know. I just want to like, <laughs> I wish you had like a video so I could literally just watch like exactly what you do during all of this. Cause I'm so interested. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, so I do have a couple of TikToks. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give that to you after this, okay. um, of the process, um, of the, un, um, yeah. I guess you would say lean process where they take their blindfold. Yeah. Off. Like the reveal kind of, yes, the reveal. So I do have a couple of TikToks of that. Um, So, yeah, so basically I have them face each other and typically before I will ask them who, or, you know, if they would prefer to go first or if they would prefer to go second, you know, I try to, to ask them, but if not, I will just pick and I'll say, okay, female, you know, I don't say names until they unfolds off that way. They can introduce each other. Okay. So I'll say, okay, female, take your blindfold off. And then, you know, she takes her blindfold off and she's smiling and giggling because the boys, you know, or the male standing there with his flowers and his blindfold on looking so cute, you know, and my friend and I, we typically like, cause we want the guy to feel good. You know, we don't want him to think, oh my gosh, like she's, she's just not interested or, you know, she's not, nobody's saying anything. What if she's giving me a thumbs down? So, you know, me and my friend are like, Ooh yeah, she, she's feeling this. Like we think, you know, she definitely approves. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we'll have the guy take his off and, and typically they both laugh because, you know, it's what they, you know, they just signed up. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, and then I always have them introduce themselves or I'll do it. I'll say, you know, this is such and such, this is such and such. Here's your strangers, you know? Yeah. Um, and then from there, we just, we, we get right into the shoot. So, and so then when it comes to the shoot time, um, how do you typically pose them? I know like 
personally, if I was put with a random stranger, obviously I'm married. So like I, I wouldn't be doing this, but like in the case that I was doing something like this, I know I would feel just a little uncomfortable with like posing with someone that I didn't know. So how do you combat that awkwardness? What poses are you doing to make them more comfortable? Like, are they okay with touching? Are they not like what, what's the deal? So one of the most important things that I want to get across is that I never will ever want to put any of my clients in any uncomfortable positions. Uh, I will never make my clients do anything they do not want to do. So I always, you know, start with your basic, just kind of hands on each other's back pose, you know, just Mm -hmm. like you were posing with a celebrity or something. Um, We do that first. And then in order to get them to loosen up, because I won't lie, the first couple of photos are typically like so stiff Yeah. because because they're nervous. So Mm -hmm. what I typically do is I will start off with the drunk walk. Okay. Uh, where literally, I'm sure you know what that is where Mm -hmm. literally they hold hands and they're, they're kind of stumbling and they're laughing. And I tell them, you know, there's no wrong way to do this. You can look at each other. You can look at me, you can look out, just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, I, I love to start out with that because it gets them laughing and, and kind of being playful yeah, and helps get those butterflies out and mm-hmm. helps them loosen up. Yeah. So you know, we'll start with that. And then once they're more comfortable, I say, okay, guys, now we're going to start, you know, really posing like a, a couple. Is this okay? And I'll say, okay, you know, male, I want you to stand here. Girl, I want you to hug him from behind and lay your head on his back and look at me. And is this okay? They both shake their head. Yes, we go with it, you know, okay. and then we can just keep going from there. Um, and like, now there have been some stranger sessions, not ones that I've done only one of the ones that I have done where they actually kissed on the lips. Uh, yes, but I do not tell them to do that. Like if that happens, that's totally organic. Um, (gasps) wait, Okay, wait, I need to hear more about this. So like it just ran, they just randomly kissed like what? Oh, yes. So it's it's the, the one that went viral. Yes. So while the photo shoot was happening, you know, I was posing them in certain poses. Well, it got to the point where I, I was like, okay, guys, we're going to just be like forehead to forehead. And we're just going to kind of look at each other. You know, we're laughing, blah, blah, blah. Well, they went for the kiss. Okay. And I was like, oh gosh, am I even ready? You know, like, thankfully I was able to capture it. Um, but yeah, you know, I didn't tell them to do that. They just organically were feeling it. So they went for mm-hmm. it. So, okay, cool. Yeah. That is, that is very interesting. I, I don't know how I would react to that situation. I feel like as like, I like love like the bachelor and like, you know, love Island and stuff like that. So as someone that's like really into like these matchmaking things, I would be like rooting for them so hard to kiss the whole time. So if it actually happened, I think I would actually just like melt and be like, Oh my gosh. Like I totally forget how to start, how to shoot. And I just, you know, that that's so cool. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, you're good. So, um, have any like actual relationships happen from these sessions or, not really like do you know if anything has resulted from any of these sessions so like I said I've done four of them the first one um they we we did the shoot around like noon 
And they went to hang out afterwards and they ended up spending the whole day. Like, I think he ended up leaving at like 1030 that night, like left her house at like 1030, like went over and played games with the family and everything. Oh, wow. Hopes. I had really high hopes for that one. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to shoot a wedding. Like this is amazing. Um, but they were actually long distance. So she, even though she was my friend, she had moved to North Carolina and mind you, I was in West Virginia at the time. I just okay. moved to North Carolina, um, in June. So I was in West Virginia at the time and the male was in West Virginia. And, you know, he, he was just kind of like, she's cool. We vibed, but I just, I'm at the point in my life where I just really don't want to do long distance. And so they're friends, you know, it was, you know, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. Um, second one that I did, I thought that one was definitely going to work out. They went out to eat afterwards. Um, they didn't kiss during the shoot, but she told me that he kissed her after the date and he asked her if he could kiss her after the date, which I thought that was so cute. Um, and then, and they were actually three hours apart, even though they were both in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, they ended up going on another date. She drove down and stayed with his family, met his family. Like they had a cookout and everything. Um, but then they ended up not working out once again because of the three no. hour dip. I know, I know. So then my third one, I was like, okay, distance has been a factor. Let me find people that do not know each other that are within like a 30 minute radius. So mm-hmm. I was able to do that. However, they didn't really vibe like my other ones. Okay. And they went on a date afterwards, but he ended up, the guy actually ended up letting me know later that it was fun. He enjoyed it, but he just didn't feel that spark. And he was just looking for a spark. Okay. So that one was a fail. So now we're on to the fourth one. Yeah. So the fourth one just happened last Sunday, the tw- August 29th. Okay. Um, and they are still communicating. They're still talking and they're actually supposed to go on another date this friday okay maybe fourth time's a charm yeah (laughs) well it's like honestly it's not like always the end goal that they end up in this relationship you know it's kind of just getting getting to pose strangers as a couple like you know if they end up in a relationship it's just an added bonus i just thought it would be a fun thing to ask because i don't know you just always wonder like yes so yeah um for the third couple, you said that they weren't really vibing with each other. When you had them do the reveal, was it like obvious that they weren't vibing with each other? Like imposing, was it a little bit awkward? Like what, what would happen if they weren't like feeling it? So actually they, they weren't awkward or anything like that during the shoot. Their photos still turned out great. Um, and I did a, something a little bit different for that one that I typically do. So what I did with that one is I had them sit on different sides of a building to where they couldn't see each other. And then I had them draw a picture of what they thought the other one might look like. <laughs> and then at the reveal, they held their photos up. So I had the guy go first with that one. And when he saw her photo, he was like dying laughing. And same thing, you know, with her. So yeah. that really helped start that one off strong. Okay. So like I said, their photos were, were still great. Um, and you know, it's not that they didn't vibe. I just think that he was looking for a little bit more, you know, okay. and, and he didn't want to waste her time if he didn't feel that immediate spark. 
So, mm-hmm. so you mentioned earlier that you got a lot of publicity from the first session that you did. So walk me through kind of how that happened. Like, what did you do to make that happen? Um, and did that influence, like you said, you got a lot of followers from it, but like, how did it influence your business after, um, kind of going viral with all of that? Um, so first of all, let me just say that it was absolutely insane because it happened the same week as my wedding. Oh goodness. (laughs) I had only been in business. I got my business license August 19th. This shoot was August 28th and I posted it August 28th Mm -hmm. and I'm not kidding. I posted it and my photography page maybe had like 250 followers at the time, like just my Facebook friends that I had posted, like everybody follow my page and they had followed it. That was it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I posted it to my page, like stranger session, you know, talked all about it, put captions, you know, on the captions I wrote, you know, cute captions and stuff. So I had more sessions that day. And so I post it and then I'm shooting sessions And I get back to my phone and my phone is just blowing up. Mm -hmm. And I am like, what in the world is happening? And I cannot refresh my Facebook fast enough. Um, I was getting tons of followers. The post was getting shared a ton of times. I was getting likes and comments. And I mean, it it absolutely erupted. And Mm -hmm. I will never forget when I went to bed that night, my Facebook page had 7,000 followers. And in my mind, I'm thinking, wow. oh my gosh, I literally just started this business. There are local photographers that haven't even hit like 2000 followers. And here I am a brand new business and mm-hmm. my page has 1000 followers. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I woke up the next day and I had 35,000 and I was just oh. like, wait, yeah. oh, that is, that is insane. It literally overnight just went viral. And I looked at my insights and it had hit 3.5 million reach overnight. Okay. And so I was getting contacted by, um, news stations. I was getting contacted by viral platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, what matters contacted me and they wanted to share it and I let them share it. Um, and so my local news station in West Virginia, contacted me and wanted to bring me on the show and interview me about it. And I did it. Um, and I went on that interview the Thursday before my Saturday wedding. Okay. Here's also the thing. Um, why did you plan a stranger session the same week as your wedding? Like girl, take a break. (laughs) I know. I know. Because like I said, I like to stay busy. And so I was like, you know what? We're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like it's, it's cool that you did. Um, so you did a lot of stuff on Facebook. Did you see it go viral anywhere else? Did you try Instagram, TikTok? What were the results from that? Yeah. So I, I won't lie. I was actually terrible at TikTok for a long time. Like I created one in quarantine, but I would just watch videos. Like I never posted Mm -hmm. and I had a TikTok, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And so everyone was like, well, you need to post the stranger session to TikTok. And I'm like, I don't know how. So I ended up posting it to TikTok probably like a month or two after it had actually happened. And that post, I think it got like maybe 300,000 views or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it got a lot of views on TikTok as well. Um, and then by the time I, I did the other ones, I'm 
I'm a much better TikToker now. So, <laughs> so that's also helping uh, my engagement. However, my TikTok is not really photography focused. Okay. I have two goalkeepers and they run my TikToks. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my content is not photography based. Yeah. I just kind of occasionally okay. well it, yeah. it's interesting because sometimes different platforms like I'm not mainly a Facebook user but mm-hmm. the stuff that goes viral on Facebook from what I've seen like it doesn't just go viral it goes like viral viral like it blows up which is insane and really really awesome for Facebook so I think a lot of people definitely undervalue that. Um, I know I do. I just don't think about Facebook as much. Um, yeah. But it's definitely a platform that's kind of untapped. Um, so I think it's really cool that you were able to share an idea like that, you know, just like a unique stranger session um, and that you were able to pick up so much traction from it. And now you have this awesome audience that you can reach with the photography that you do. Like that's it's just really awesome for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helped with the transition of moving from West Virginia to North Carolina because I already had some followers on my page that lived in North Carolina that followed me from the stranger sessions that were like, oh my gosh, we're so excited that you're coming down here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it definitely helped my business um, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's awesome because you're able to move to a completely new area and have connections that otherwise people wouldn't have. If, right. Yeah. You hadn't done that. Yeah. So, um, I think that's basically all the questions I had about the stranger sessions. I did like, maybe want to talk about, like you mentioned that the one thing about the sessions that's difficult is finding people. Um, yes. and I like thought it might be interesting for us to brainstorm a little bit about how we can make that process easier for anyone that's listening that maybe wants to do a stranger session or even for you, like how can you make that process easier so you can do these sessions more often? Um, and honestly, I didn't really have too many ideas other than Tinder would be one way of doing it. Um, what you could do is like, um, I've seen people do model calls on TikTok. Um, so like I'm looking for a couple to model for me, um, for this shoe, like, and that goes really viral because people are sharing it and tagging their friends who might be interested. So I feel like a, a TikTok might be a good way for you to find some single people that you don't necessarily know, but right. TikTok does the work for you. Um, yes. I guess you could also do that on a reel too. Um, yes. like a location-based reel. Um, let's see, did you have... I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're good. I would love, I want to add that I would love to do a same sex stranger session. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. And I would be more than happy to do that. However, it's so, once again, it's so hard, um, you know, cause I have had some applicants because on the application I state, you know, um, what's your gender? You know, are you preferred gender? What are you interested in? Yeah. You know, because if you get a female that's interested in a female, then I'm going to look for another female interested in a female to potentially hook them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's another thing is it's, it's so, so, so hard. Yeah. Um, because I don't get very many applicants. So mm-hmm. that's something that I want people to know is like, I am more than willing to do a mm-hmm. same sex session yeah. if we can say. Yeah, yeah, totally. And maybe you can get some more applicants after this podcast gets released um, to give you like more diversity within your applications. Because I was thinking I was like, huh, I wonder if there is a way to like match up same sex couples. But like, like you said, it's probably just a little bit harder to get, I don't know, 
more diversity within your applications. But yeah, if you can get that, that would be, you know, just awesome. Yes, I would absolutely love to. And, you know, I, um, I'll make sure that I send you the, the Google form. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe you can put it in the description or something like that. So if they are from, you know, wherever, if they're listening from Alabama and they want to come to Carolina for a stranger session, that's totally fine. You know, as as they're okay with their potential match being from somewhere else or potentially North Carolina, then that's Mm -hmm. okay with me. Yeah. Another idea for finding people easier is if you like expanded your reach to just like a U.S. stranger session and you chose kind of like a a destination for the session. So like if you chose, I don't know, Hawaii or something, just literally off the top of my head. Um, So maybe the two people are from different areas of the U.S. or maybe they're from the same spot, but you fly them to Hawaii, you go there too. And then that's kind of like an international type of thing. Um, That would be really cool. I feel like that would get a lot of traction too, because that's like that's like next level. Like yes. not only <laughs> a stranger session, but we traveled five hours to do this thing. Yes. You know, potentially making it a destination. Like that sounds so fun and so cool. And there's no doubt in my mind that I would have people that would apply for that mm-hmm. because when I, when the first one went viral and I opened up the application, I had applicants from Las Vegas. I had applicants from um, Texas and New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And, you know, I, on the application I put, are you willing to travel to at the time it was West Virginia? Yeah. For And they put yes. So maybe if I pick somewhere, you know, much cooler as well, like maybe we could go to the beach or something (laughs) that would be Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. They're all, all things to think about, honestly, Mm -hmm. as like your business starts expanding and like for myself too, I'm always just thinking of ways to improve and do things better and just make things unique. Um, and I think that's, what's fun about the stranger sessions is they're already so unique, but then you get to take it like one step further and maybe do like destination or I don't even know, like it could, it honestly could turn into like a TV show concept. Like I feel like that it has that type of vibe. Yes. Well, I even thought of like, what if we did like, um, seniors, like like, or like, Yes. Or like people that like single moms and single dads and we include the children in the shoot, you know, what I'm like? yeah. <laughs> them like, you know, obviously I'm just brainstorming, but yeah, you know, I'm fine. that would be so fun and so interesting. Mm-hmm. So I would love the senior citizen shoot. I would yeah. love to be able to put that up. That would be so cute. Um, my Wholesome. heart would probably load. Yeah. So maybe in the future I'll be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, it was so great talking with you before we end the podcast. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and kind of like what you have up and coming in your business, um, in the next couple of months. Okay. So if you would like to see my previous stranger sessions, they are all on my Facebook page and my Facebook page is autumn Colette photography. And I'm the only one. So if you search it, you will find my page. Um, and then my Instagram is at Autumn Colette Photography. Um, and I do have some of my um, TikToks posted there. Mm-hmm. So I've taken my photography TikToks and turned them into reels. And so they're on my Instagram. So they're, you know, easier for people to find that way. They don't have to go to my golden retriever TikTok and yeah. search. 
<laughs> for my photography TikToks. Um, and as far as, you know, what's up and coming for me, you know, I did relocate to a new place. So I'm trying to, um, you know, expand my clientele to North Carolina. So if any of you guys are listening and you're in the Raleigh area, please reach out. I would love to work with you and connect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much it. And I really enjoyed talking to you. It was awesome. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great talking with you too. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity. No wisdom rushing in. So much clearer now. Get in a little bit higher. If I take, I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop I'm getting good, oh